Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. Uh, this might sound a little bit weird because I'm in a different space and there's a whole shit ton of cicadas right out there, uh, so you can probably hear that. Yep. And I have a guest today. The guest is my wonderful sister who has been on one or two episodes. I think there was a group one a long time ago and then there was an episode all by herself. Uh, well, I was there too. Um, how you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I am so glad to have you. So she is here because we are going to have the word deaf in this episode, D-E-A-F, and she happens to be a sign language interpreter for the deaf. So Indeed. Uh, we, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, do you want to give a quick thing of like how you got into that? Oh, okay, sure. Um, I credit Linda Bove, who was a deaf woman on Sesame Street. So Sesame Street was a really big inspiration for a mm-hmm. lot of me, uh, that being one part of it. And I just wanted to learn sign language so much. And I I don't think I realized that it went back to Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I had a friend who had a book, you know, it was like, come with me and learn the ABCs. And mm. we would just sign that to each other. That's all we knew. And then in high school, I had the chance to take a sign language class as a credit. And it seemed like I needed to pursue that. And so I did. You just, yeah. <laughs> I've been in it ever since. You, can't, you, you, you gotta just let the, whatever compels you, compels you, so. Yeah, yeah. and I was young enough to let that happen, so. And it has proven... Well, you know, you've been able to work and everything this whole time. and That's right. Yeah. And you're very, very good at it. I know you are very modest, but <laughs> you've, you've signed uh, theater shows and just uh, interpreting for people who, who, um, who are deaf, who are hard of hearing. And everybody, I have heard many, many stories of how uh, glowing reviews Aww. about your skills and how good and nice you are. So You are so kind. And so we only speak the facts. The facts, as long as they're nice. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, okay, so we're going to get, we're going to talk more about that later. Um, so, but we have to get there. There's This is a process. So the first <laughs> word, we have to go in order. The first word, there's a there's a, a variety of words in here. So we're going to have some fun, I oh, think. Oh, good. They're, there's just, they're all over the place from what I can see. <laughs> okay. The first word is dead presidents. <laughs> Wait, that's just a word? It's two words, but yes, oh, it's in here. Oh, whoa. Uh, it is a noun. It is from 1944, and it is slang for U.S. money in the form of bills. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> they got the, the dead, dead presidents. presidents. Okay. Which is funny because they're not all presidents, but. True. Um, and then just specifically, there's the synonym dollars. Dollars. Yeah. Dough. You mean, you don't, you don't ever say uh, dead presidents when you're talking about your money? I'm gonna now. Yeah. Yeah. The dead pres. Give me some of the dead presidents. I'll okay. take a. I'll take a whole bunch of. The- okay, so let's go through them. Yeah. Can you can you name them all? Who's well, on the one? A George Washington. Who's on the two? Oh, I do not know. I think it's either. I think it's Jefferson. I don't know. Oh. Um, research for later. Yeah. The five is Lincoln. The, I was about to say, the six, the seven, no, the 10. No, the 10 is, is it Hamilton? Yeah, I think okay. it's Hamilton, yeah. That's a not a commonly used bill, I don't think. No, but I like 10s. 10s are good. Uh, the 20. The 20 is. This is the most, and I should know this too, it's the most commonly used bill. Oh, dude, who is it? Right. I think it's. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. No, I am too. <laughs> Wait, can we I, cut this part out? No, no. Then we get really smart later and have the answer? Hell no. Oh. I want, okay, I want to say Jefferson or Jackson. Oh, yes. I think it's Jackson. I think it's Andrew Jackson. Is that right? I think so. But there's been a lot of talk about putting somebody else on the 20. That's right. But I think it keeps on getting knocked down. Uh, they've talked about a lot of different people. But I think um, Harriet Tubman was yeah. one of the people that they talked about, which I think would be awesome. They should yeah. do something. They should do something. I feel like that was in my child's sixth grade homework packet one day about Harriet Tubman being on the 20. Really? Like way... there was a story about it. Oh, interesting. Uh... I didn't know they were going way back then that, that they were talking about that. Yeah. I mean, Recently, last year. Yeah, last year. <laughs> um, the Let's see. So we got the 20, the 50, the $50 bill. Oh. 
I think that's... Is it Roosevelt? No, I think no. it's Grant. Grant. I think it's Ulysses S. Grant. Is that right? Okay. I think the beard guy. Okay. And then the hundred... I don't see a lot of them. No. It's a, it's a non-president. Okay. The, people think that he was a president. Oh. He was... And I think oh. Is it... In, yeah? Yeah. You know. Uh, Inventor. Right. Smart guy. Um, the, the guy who did the things. Exactly. You know. You know. Uh, yeah. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Franklin. I, think, is, is I want to say a, Alexander Graham Bell, but that's not it. <laughs> no. It's Franklin. He should never be on a bill. No. Um, and, you know, I think there's like thousands either exist or existed, but I don't I don't remember who's on those. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, that was a dead president. Dead presidents. Um, okay. So... Uh, you may not know. Well, you maybe you know. There's a sound effect after each word oh, I before know. the next one. I can't so wait. what what should we do for the sound effect? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you have any thoughts? What's the first uh, thing that comes to mind? Well, the first thing that came to mind was a sound effect from a book, an audiobook I heard. Scree. But it seems kind of annoying. <laughs> we can we can have fun with it. Okay. Okay. Scree. That's the sound effect for today. The next word is Dead reckoning. Two words. Noun from 1613. One. The determination without the aid of celestial observations of the position of a ship or aircraft from the record of the courses sailed or flown, the distance made, and the known or estimated drift. Whoa. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's how I feel. Okay. I feel like I have heard of this. So it's something about uh, uh, navigating on a ship or an aircraft. The determination without the aid of... Okay, so you're not using the stars to navigate okay. without the aid of celestial observations of the position of a ship or aircraft from the record of the courses sailed or flown. So there, maybe you've got a record of... You've got a map of where people have gone and you're not using the stars... Uh, you're also you're also recording or you're checking out the distance that you have gone uh, and the known or estimated amount that you have drifted. Maybe you drift away mm. from your course. So dead reckoning. I don't know how it's used in dead a sentence. Dead reckoning. Yeah. Is there a sentence? There's no example. Oh, okay. No example. Uh, but we have a number two definition, which is just the synonym guesswork. So I guess maybe dead reckoning when you're navigating is... Uh, you're you're kind of guessing Guess where work. you're going. Yeah, yeah. Dead, that's how dead. I live my life, basically. Dead reckoning, just from here to there. What is happening? And I just realized there's a mirror next to me. That's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> that's you. Saw, I saw myself out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, "That's uh. weird." Um, dead reckon is a verb, so you know, let's let's go dead reckon how to get there. <laughs> I don't know. It's an odd phrase. There's no etymology. So we 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 don't know where. No. Yeah. Hmm. Would you like to do the sound effect? Scree. There we go. Next is dead space. Two words. Mm. Noun from circa 1923. The portion of the respiratory system which is external to the bronchioles and through which air must pass to reach the bronchioles and alveoli so it's just a part of your lung breathing system um i guess they just call it dead space dead space it's external to the bronchioles which i are those the does that like the the tube between your mouth and your lungs that's your esophagus well yeah but no oh that's not your esophagus yeah your esophagus is there too but like near there is with the the air passageway yeah because it's got to get to the lungs uh the bronchioles and through which air must pass to reach the bronchioles so it's just a a, a space somewhere Hmm. in your air passageway that's just there's nothing there (laughs) i thought it would be a lot more interesting than that (laughs) it's the technical term for it i guess dead space there's got to be another definition for dead space too right use it for other circumstances not here not Hmm. that's not what the dictionary is saying that's just the only definition but yeah it does seem like there should be maybe 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 it's used more generally or not there's not a specific enough definition to be put in the book i guess all right i don't know screech 
Next is Dead Stick Landing. Dead Stick is two words with a hyphen, and then landing is its own word. Noun from circa 1917. A landing of an airplane or spacecraft made without power. Oh. So in a plane, they've got that, they've got the stick. It's like a, like a... Stick shift. Yeah, it's like a joystick, like a big joystick. Mm -hmm. And so if it's not getting any power, that stick is not working, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then if they land the plane without it working, that's a dead stick landing. Weren't we on an airplane that had to do some sort of emergency landing? It wasn't a dead stick landing, but... I remember hearing stories of when I was very little. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know if the landing gear had come down or Right, something. right, right. So we had to like get into the emergency landing position or something. Yeah. This may have even been like my first flight. Probably. I think I remember mom and dad saying like that. And they were three. very... Yeah, yeah. They were very scared. I do have a vague memory of the flight... Like being there at such a little oh, age, but wow. not the emergency landing part. I don't remember that at all. I know do you, they you do. Well, I do, and I know they tell the story in such a way, mom and dad. That's like we had to keep it together for our little yeah. children. <laughs> Meanwhile, they were probably losing their shit. Yeah, but like that. I, I mean, I just can't imagine that fear of like we don't really know what's going to happen. Right, right. And we've got these kids, we've got to show how calm we are. You know, this is just what we do when we land a plane, Spencer. We put our head in our laps. <laughs> and that's what I do every time. <laughs> Since. <laughs> okay, let's get ready to land. Curl yourself up in a little ball or something. <laughs> um, yeah, dead stick landing, that's it. All right. Glad. I'm glad the uh, landing gear came down. Must've. Same. I actually was on a flight where we were just about to land, like the runway was there, and then they picked back up <gasps> and flew around and did a couple of circles. And I guess that what happened was the landing gear had not come down. Oh my gosh. And I don't think they realized it, possibly. And so then eventually it did come down and they even flew by the tower to be like, okay, you have eyes Eyeball. on the landing yeah. gear? Yep, okay, and then we did <gasps> land. That was weird. Whoa, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, okay. Okay. Scree. <laughs> yes. Scree. Thank you. Uh, next is dead tree. Two words with a hyphen. Like the tree that grows from the ground, but it's dead. Adjective from 1993. Hmm. Being the print version of a work available in both print and electronic formats, as in reads the dead tree edition so that's the that's the print version huh this book the dead tree is the dead tree version of, of the, the dictionary. dictionary wow i didn't even know people said that i have no idea well since 1993 yeah that's 30 years hmm. uh i mean yeah we talk a lot about how many how many trees did you have to kill to print right. all that and blah 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 right but, i need the paper version but the dead tree version yeah okay i'm gonna to use that I will try to remember to use that too. I, I, do, I do forget to use a lot of these, <laughs> mostly you, because I'm reading everything. Everything, right. It's just a mush. Yeah. But there is something to be said about having a, a physical thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a book. I can't read books on like, like a Kindle or I no. just, no, I need the Dead Tree version. Do you have one? A, like a Kindle? I had a reader and I just let it die because I can't access it in the way that I need to. Right, like, I right. Turn the page. I have never, I don't think I've ever used one. I think I did read a book on my phone or a, a part of a book on my phone. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's like small and weird and yeah. yeah. Like the physical thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Screech. Next is, wait, what's this from, this sound effect? <laughs> uh, what is that book? Aragon. There's some kind of creature, worm-like creature, and they come, you know, scriggling in, and they, I don't know, and they make that sound. That's what the narrator okay. makes it sound like in the audiobook. In the audiobook, okay. Yeah. Is it is that the um, E R A G O N yes. Aragon? Okay, it's not Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. No, but it's, yeah, but a pretty vivid bite off of it. Gotcha. I would think. Scree, scree. Next is dead weight. One word, noun from 1659. One, 
the unrelieved weight of an inert mass. An inert mass? Not moving. Yeah. So it's just sitting there and the weight is it's unrelieved. What does that even mean? Unrelieved? Yeah. Unrelieved. Um, unrelieved weight of an inert mass. I think of inert as like a gas. Like, I don't know what it means, but I hear inert, I think of gas. Well, but, we're going to have to look that up, but I think it just means non-happening. Yeah. non Okay, we're getting a picture. Ooh, of the scree! Thank you. Wait, is this... That's this is, different. This is amulet. It's a different scree. Oh, my God. How many screes are there? <laughs> Hi. What's up? Two screes. <laughs> just two screes? You could you can say words if you want. They're, they're just two. There's one from the Aragon books, which is... And then there's that one where it's like... There's two of them. Those didn't sound similar at all. <laughs> no, so it's not scree, it's... It's weird, like click sound at the beginning. Oh, that's the one in the audiobook. Yeah, and then okay. that's the one Dad read. There are two of them. Cool. But they're completely different. I like the visual because this creature is super creepy. They're from uh, two completely different. They're, they're yeah. monsters look nothing alike. I mix Plus, them up in my head. The one that is in the Aragon books, it's like a it's a worm, and that's the octopus. Something worm. with legs. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay, so we we are talking about dead weight, and Sequoia, you can listen as well if you like. Number two for dead weight is the synonym dead load. Two words. So it's just a I don't know. Well, actually, hold on, dead load. Oh, I think I read that. I read that in in in. The yesterday's episode, it was a constant load in a structure like a bridge building or machine that is due to the weight of the members, the supported structure, and permanent attachments or accessories. If I remember correctly, I think this is the one that's just like, it's just the weight of everything without the extra people and stuff. Dead load. Makes sense. Okay. The dead load, just the thing. The dead weight. Number three, a ship's load including the total weight of cargo, fuel, stores, crew, and passengers. So everything when a ship is weighed is the dead weight. Okay. The dead weight. That's it. Scree! <laughs> Click. Dead weight ton is next. Two words. Noun from circa 1917. A long ton... Used in indicating a ship's gross capacity. And the abbreviation is DWT. WT? A long, a dead weight ton is DWT. Oh, it, ha it has its own abbreviation because mm -hmm. it's a measurement? I guess so, yeah. Huh. Uh, or wait, it's a long ton used in indicating a ship's gross capacity. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's like eight dead weight tons, is it eight DWTs maybe? That's what you're making it sound like to me. That's what the dictionary is making <laughs> it sound like to me. Yep, yep. I guess so. I, that's we'll that's take it. it. Scree. Next is dead wood. One word, noun from the 15th century. Did you ever see that show? I didn't. I but think, I... I think we watched a few episodes. It's good. We just didn't uh, didn't keep up with it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. It was dead weight. Dead wood. Uh, okay, number one, wood dead on the tree. <laughs> it's dead wood. You got to cut it off so the tree can thrive. Two, useless personnel or material. <laughs> I, th I think dead weight is that as well. That's what I think of dead weight as. But dead wood is also used as in that way. Okay. Yeah, useless personnel. Three, Solid timbers built in at the extreme bow and stern of a ship, or maybe bow and stern of a ship, when too narrow to permit framing. So when they're building a ship, it's too narrow to allow them to build frames, so they have to put in solid timbers, uh, which are called deadwood. Okay. Thank you. Four, bowling pins that have been knocked down but remain on the alley. Haven't yet been picked up by those machines. I guess so. Dead wood. Or maybe they got knocked out into the alley and the machine couldn't reach them. I'm not sure. But yeah, they're often made of wood 
Yeah. And you can't do anything with them, so they're dead wood. Dead wood. They don't count. Nope. Great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next is, this is a hard word to say, de-air-rate. De-air-rate. D-E-A-E-R-A-T-E. Uh, transitive verb from 1791. To remove air or gas from. And de-air-ration, de-air-ration is a noun, and de-air-rater is also a noun. Hmm. A deaerator. Is it a mechanic, a machine that does well, the deaeration? That that would be a deer deaerator. I can't even say it. Deaerator would be the thing that removes the air or gas from another thing. They are the deer. Ugh. The <laughs> deaerator is doing deer deaeration. 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 To to make it deaerate. Yeah. I got you. You're like creating a vacuum. Scree. Okay, here is the word deaf. D-E-A-F. Some people, did you know this, say deaf. I, <laughs> some people, who are these people? I don't know. They're, they're, they live in specific regions. It's their dialect. It's a dialect thing? I thought it was just a silly thing, but okay. I think it's a dialect thing. Deaf. Deaf. <laughs> yeah, I never would have thought that, but it, it does make sense. I have seen a few other weird pronunciations like that. Yeah. Okay, this is an adjective from before the 12th century, and I'm we're going to get to the etymology, but I'm seeing a bit of it, and it is fascinating. All right. Number one, lacking or deficient in the sense of hearing. Is the phrase hard of hearing more widely accepted, or is deaf equally as good, or how do those rank these days? Yeah, so I think that's the thing about this word that most people who don't know anything about deaf folks ought to know um, and misunderstand, which is the word deaf isn't an insult. It's best to use the word deaf. And the word that is mostly not a nice word that you would think would be is hearing impaired. Mm. So the hearing impaired is just a medical term. It's just a, a tech, technical term um, for someone with a hearing loss. But the culture, the rich culture and language that is associated with the word deaf is the word that you want to use to describe someone who doesn't hear. Hard of hearing is its own thing. Hard of hearing means a person has some hearing right. and has some hearing loss. And some people feel very connected to their hard of hearing identity. Uh-huh. So... It's also important to note. Well, maybe we should keep going with the word because sure. I have more to say about yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. So that was so number one was lacking or deficient in the sense of hearing. So either no hearing whatsoever, and I realize the irony of us talking about this on an audio podcast platform where they cannot <laughs> hear this. So either no hearing whatsoever or a loss of hearing of some level, which I think I do have a bit of. Hmm. Um, number two unwilling to hear or listen and then also not to be persuaded as in the example was overwrought and deaf to reason so they were not willing to listen to the reason that people were telling them so that's a you know it's just another way to use that word Mm -hmm. like you might use the word blind to but i would say i think it's a little bit discriminatory to use the word deaf in that way there's something about it that feels like and here's like a a really contemporary word oddest it feels like it's not um it's it feels like like you're discriminating discriminating against someone based on their hearing uh using a word it's almost like an insult that describes a group of people like a minority group a Disability minority group. I think in this case, though, it's less about whether or not they can hear, and it's more about whether or not they're willing to hear what somebody has to say. I get that. Yeah. Uh, Because unwilling to hear or listen. um, So. But it's using the word. Well. Yeah. And it's using the word deaf, which is describing a group of people who don't hear to describe someone who's unwilling to do something. So it sort of gives it a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Right. So it's like un it's unnecessarily putting a negative connotation on that word. 
Right. Um, which is un- unfortunate. Yes. And, and I understand the reasoning behind it. But yeah, because it has those negative connotations, like maybe mm-hmm. there's another way yeah. to say that. Yeah. But you're right. Like the word blind, uh, they will use that word in a similar sort of metaphorical sense. Right. Um, right. Blind to, I don't know. I can't even think of an example. Yeah. To reason or something like right. that. But well, yeah. So it's just, that's just my opinion mm-hmm. about that. No, the totally. The use. Have you heard people actually say that or is just what you you sort of know from your knowledge of the deaf community that it may be not great yeah i think it's more of an instinct for me to go "Mm, i wouldn't Mm -hmm. use that word in that way and maybe people talk about it i just am yeah not familiar but and then also is i'm curious does the dictionary have the word deaf capitalized at any point no i'm not seeing it um we do have deaf ish which is an adjective. You're just deafish. Uh, deafly is an adverb, and deafness is a noun. Yeah. So yeah, no capital. So what? What? Do you, when would you use the capital? So the capital would be used for a person who associates themselves with the deaf culture. Mm. Someone who says, "I use American Sign Language as my primary language, and I connect with other people in the deaf community, and we we share in this cultural identif- identification that isn't based on our." what we don't have it isn't based on our medical Mm. you know state right um and that would be little d deaf would be just the hearing loss okay and so and then how would you use the capital d is it a noun is it an adjective like would you say i am a deaf that sounds weird to me but maybe people say that or is it i am deaf or i am a deaf person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like we might say well you're right if you i wouldn't say i am well, I could say I am American, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't say I am a deaf. A deaf. That sounds, you would say yeah. I am American, I am deaf, or I am an American right. person. Or... So I think deaf is still used as an adjective in that right. case. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, but if you capitalize it, it's showing that you are part of this larger community. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think we have a lot more to say about this, but I will oh. quickly go to the etymology because we that was all the definitions for, for just for the word deaf. We still have other related words. Um, so from Middle English, it is spelled D-E-E-F. I don't know if they said deaf, but that's how it's spelled. Uh, from Old English, deaf, D-E-A-F, uh, akin to the Greek word. This is where it gets interesting. Tiflos or Typhlos, which is spelled T-Y-P-H-L-O-S, and that means blind. Hmm. Um, and that is from Typhene, which means to smoke. What? Wow. To smoke, and then the smoke. word is blind, and then from the Latin fumus, which means smoke, and there's more at the word fume. Huh. So how did it go from smoke to blind to deaf? I'm wondering, at least with the word blind, that that was maybe an all-encompassing word for people who couldn't see or couldn't hear, sure. which is not very helpful. <laughs> which is it? That's the only thing I could think what, of there. It, so is it like to smoke like like the, like the a fog around your senses maybe. or something like that? Yeah, that, that makes sense. very strange. Yeah. It's like a, like a missing link here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if I can find more information, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. Hmm. So... I will just I will I will say a memory that I have and I think I've told you this before when we were walking home from school one day in elementary school so you were probably in 5th grade and I was probably in 1st grade Okay we were having <laughs> I guess it was a little bit of an argument I thought that the word for somebody who couldn't hear was death with a th <laughs> and you were like no dummy it's Aww. deaf with an f you didn't Sorry. say dummy but like you were like dude i i'm older and smarter i know what i'm talking about um i just have a memory of being me being adamant like no no it's death and you're like no it's deaf and i just think it's funny that of course you ended up being an interpreter whoa spencer that is very like i i have z- zero recollection of that and i think that's fascinating because some people do say that or like oh, I, yeah. I will write emails for work and autocorrect will change it to death the death program mm. you know that i work for ah! like death is a word that's a word stupid 
Um, okay, do you should we go through the rest of these, or do you have other things that you have on your mind? And I'm, no, I think I have probably have questions too, but keep going. Okay, because yeah, we do have some related words. Scree, deaf aid is next. Deaf hyphen aid a i d. This is a noun from 1934. This is British, and the synonym is hearing aid. Have oh. you heard of this this one used in this I way? I have not. A deaf aid, I like a hearing aid. Nope. Yeah. What What do you think makes more sense? An aid to help you hear or an aid to help the deaf? Although I realize the word help is a little bit weird here, but... Yeah. Hearing aid makes sense to me. You're yeah. aiding your own hearing. Right. Yeah. Right. Makes sense to me too, but that's what I've grown up with. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sound effect, please. Agree. Next is deafen with an E-N. This is a transitive verb from 1597, and it just means to make deaf, as in was deafened by the explosion. So yes, if you are nearby a very, very loud sound, you your hearing might go down a bit. <laughs> deafen. Deafen. Scree! Next is, relatedly, deafening, adjective also from 1597. One, this is a weird definition. It just says, that deafens. That deafens. Is deafening. That deafens. Number two, very loud. And the synonym is ear splitting. <laughs> As in the example, fell with a deafening clap. Three, very noticeable. As in the example, their silence on the issue was deafening. They they were so silent that everybody knew it. It was very noticeable that they were not talking about the issue. Which is why we talk about issues here on the podcast. <laughs> wait, wait. I, is that like a almost sarcastic? It's the, deafening the, like the like the quiet itself was deafening? The Yeah. Or the I'm sorry, the the it's yeah, their silence on the issue was deafening, and uh, yeah, deafening, uh, and because the definition is very noticeable, very noticeable. It's so it a, it's kind of a weird. Silence. It's a weird example. Well, it's also just a weird definition for this word specifically because yeah. something is so noticeable, but it's I don't know. It's it's kind of just a weird one in yeah. general. It's a strange word. Okay, I feel like I've heard it used in other ways too, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um, definitely is an adverb. Scree. Okay, so this next word, it very specifically says often offensive. It is deaf mute. Two words with a hyphen. Noun from circa 1837. A deaf person who cannot speak. And uh, deaf mute is also an adjective, also often offensive. And... Yeah, you know, if you watch old movies and TV shows or something, mm -hmm. you're going to hear this word or mute by itself or other words like um, dumb. I feel like mm -hmm. dumb would get used in, in these ways a lot. Um, yeah. There, I feel like there's another one that's sort of related. But anyway, yep. these are just very, very old school words that we have largely learned that are not appropriate. So can you explain to us maybe why this is considered offensive? Well, I would assume that there is more to it than what I'm going to say, but <laughs> what it feels to me is that mute is a word that assumes no speech. So someone who can't speak at all, and there are plenty of deaf people who speak, speak well, mm -hmm. or any range of abilities of speech. So I think that that is mostly why that word is not used. But it feels to me like it's a, um, it it feels like it has that edge of dumb. Yeah. Um, I think they were at some point used interchangeably. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it just implies a lot of ignorance when it's used. But yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand why, you know, even these days, people who are not part of another community have a ton of ignorance about that community. Oh, yeah. Uh, any community. So yeah, um, you you hit the nail on the head. A lot of deaf people can speak. I mean, the classic example is Helen Keller. 
She mm-hmm. was deaf and blind and was able to speak very, very well. How she learned how to do that, I have no clue. But I have no clue. Uh, she was pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, don't uh, don't say deaf mute because it's you're you're just assuming something that you probably don't know. That's right. Yeah. Don't say deaf mute. Don't say hearing impaired. Yeah. Don't say dumb. Um. Now the the word mute separately, there are I think there are people who can hear but can't speak yeah and that's a whole other world that i'm not really familiar with yeah same i don't know i think i wonder if there's another term that is used instead of as mute opposed to mute or if that really is the medical term for that and that's just we used and it's not offensive in other circumstances yeah and I, I, don't, I don't know either it's an interesting one we will learn about that a little bit more in the m's <laughs> uh okay Scree! <laughs> the next word is the last word. We've got two forms here. The first form, it's the word deal, I should say. D-E-A-L. Noun from before the 12th century. Number one is obsolete, and the synonyms are part and portion. I'll, I'll take a portion. I'll take a deal, a deal of that. A deal of that. <laughs> Number two. A usually large or indefinite quantity or degree, as in a great deal of support. Hmm. A whole lot of deal of support. <laughs> also as in a good deal faster. So a large, a large quantity faster than the other thing. I never thought about the definition of that word. What, what part of speech is that? Uh, this one is a, a noun. Deal. It's a noun. A great deal. Faster, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely come across a lot of words. I'm like, I don't, I don't, don't think about the definition of these things. Right. I say it. Right. Right. But what definitely does it mean? Yeah. And then I read the definition, and I'm like, that's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna use it. Yeah. Incorrectly, probably. Three uh, A for deal: the act or right of distributing cards to players in a card game, and then also three B is the 9B definition for the word hand. So you can deal out the cards and you can have a deal, a deal. I guess, in your hand. That's your hand is your deal? I yeah. think so. Oh, yeah, this is my deal. This is my deal. Yeah, I've said that, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've maybe heard it, but I don't think I've ever said it. Okay. I guess that's my deal. You know, poker players, they, they, they know. know. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, okay, now we have um, the etymology. Let's see. Oh, it is from the Old English dal or dale, which means division or portion. Um, and then also from the Old High German teal with a T, and that means part. So yeah, you're dividing it up into parts, like when you're dealing cards. But the other one, well, so part, that's part and portion, and that's connected to the cards. But then the number two definition a usually large or indefinite quantity or degree. Not really sure how that hmm. is related to all this. Could you say that's a little deal? Like, as opposed to, wow, that's a big deal? Mm, Would you say interesting. that's just a little deal? Like, why do we need the big if it is already a large quantity? I don't know. Or do, <laughs> or do you need the word, like, oh, that's a... You got to you got to deal. No, I feel like I want to put great or good in front of it. Yeah, right. You got a deal. You got a good deal. You got a deal. deal. Hmm. I don't know. That's a thinker. That's a thinker. I'm going to keep thinking. Uh, One more sound effect. Scurry. The second form of deal is a verb. Um, From before the 12th century, starting with transitive 1A to give as one's portion and the synonym is a portion, A-P, then portion, as in tried to deal justice to all. Hmm. So this is where we're back to the portioning of things. Mm-hmm. We have another example. Dealt out three sandwiches apiece. Oh, that's a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> How many? Can you shuffle sandwiches? <laughs> and then you deal them out. Oh, I got the three of spades sandwich. Uh, okay, 1B. To distribute two players in a game. And the example of what you are distributing is playing cards. 
I feel like I have, I don't know. There's we've we've played so many card games in our years yes. and our days. Um do you you always start with the person on the left if you're the dealer? You go left to the dealer, yeah. right? Do you go Correct. if there's if there's five people, do you deal out them all one card and then you go back around and deal another card? I think I've seen some people will do like five to that person and five to that person, but that seems weird to me. I think it's like wrong somehow. It does to seem do wrong. That. Yeah. But yeah. I have seen it done. It depends on how serious you are about your card. Oh yeah. Game. If you don't care, who cares? There was a period of time where we would play Rummy five hundred every night before bed. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think Were you so. Part of that? I think I got angry at some point because I was <laughs> losing. <laughs> we would also play like memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, simpler sorts of games. Simple too. games for my brain. Well, you were little. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely played a lot of Rummy five hundred. Yeah. yeah. Shuffling is another. The other thing I think of dealing. You got to shuffle the cards. And there was a long period when I couldn't shuffle, and then I learned how to shuffle, and I was very proud of that. And you're a really good shuffler now. I think I'm a pretty you. good shuffler, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> um, <laughs> distribute playing cards. Okay, number two. The synonyms are administer and deliver, as in dealt him a blow. 3A. The synonym is sell. S-E-L-L, as in deals drugs. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Yep. You're you're portioning out the drugs and you're making money. Yep. Three B, the synonym is trade, as in deal a player to another team. So you can sell things and trade things and just deliver them. Okay. That's all deal. You deal you're okay. Deal a player to another team. Player. Yeah, it seems to me the way I think of that is that you're making a deal. Yeah. But I, I don't think I've heard it with as a verb. Yeah, it's a little weird. Here we have intransitive definitions. One, to distribute the cards in a card game. Two, to concern oneself or itself, as in the book deals with education. Hmm. It's the book concerns itself with education. This podcast deals with learning and fun and silly <laughs> words 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 are Word. hard 3a to engage in bargaining and the synonym is trade 3b to sell or distribute something as a business as in deal in insurance hmm. that's the selling one again Okay, couple more. 4A, to take action with regard to someone or something, as in, deal with an offender. Yeah, I wonder how this became all these other things. It's so many. Right. We use the word deal for everything. Literally everything can be dealt. <laughs> uh, okay, 4B, to reach or try to reach a state of acceptance or reconcilement. As in, trying to deal with her son's death. Ooh. So, yeah, what is to reach to or process. try to reach? Yeah, acceptance or deal. reconcilement. Mm. Dealing with things. Um, a synonym for everything is the word distribute and dealer is a noun. Let's see. There's no etymology. Okay, so now is the time that we have to pick a word of the episode. Ooh. Your favorite part. Everybody's favorite part. Everybody's want, favorite part. Do you want do you want to sing a, a word of the episode theme song? Okay, yes. Go. Wait, what what is it? Just make it up. Oh. It's time for the word of the episode. It's time for the word of the episode. Doom doom. Good job. That was fantastic. <laughs> okay, so real quickly I'll reread the words. We had dead presidents, dead reckoning, dead space, dead stick landing. Dead tree, dead weight, dead weight ton, dead wood, deaerate, deaf, deaf aid, deafen, deafening, deaf mute, deal and deal. What do you like as the word of the episode? Well, these are really good words, and I'm fascinated by deal because there's so many deals about deal. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, and of course, deaf, but I'm going to say the word should be deaf mute so that everybody remembers not to use it. Fair. That's a good point. We will we will make the word of the episode deaf mute, which is really two words. That's fine. Uh, 
Oh, and now do you want to sing a song about deaf mute? No, I do not. That <laughs> okay. feels inappropriate somehow. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, I will say, um, deaf mute is a word you shouldn't use. That's that song. Yes. Um, okay. There. Do you have other things to say just about... I think I feel like there's so many things to say about just the deaf community. I mean, there are people who think that it's not a community or don't even think about it, that it's not a language. Do you, could you talk a little bit about the language, the ASL and, and how it's different all over the world? Yeah, it is different <laughs> all over the world. It's not um, an international language and which makes sense if you think about it, because like we know from reading the dictionary, words come up from the culture. They grow from what's happening around. And um, same is true for American Sign Language. It grew from different places and was kind of codified at a certain point. And that happened in pretty much anywhere where there are clumps of deaf people. Um it's interesting. American Sign Language, I think it's used by like half a million people or something like that. Mm-hmm. I want to say at this point as their primary language. And that includes Americans and Canadians um, and some folks in places where missionaries have gone to teach American Sign Language as language to deaf schools, like in places in Africa or mm-hmm. South America. Um where they might not have gotten language at all. Right, right, right. Th- those specific deaf people in that, in those In those areas. schools, like so yeah. where, you know, there's not a lot of resources. Sometimes kids are shipped off to these deaf schools and then missionaries come and they teach them American Sign Language or they're the ones who start the schools at all mm-hmm. for deaf kids. And so they, anyway, that's the only time when American Sign Language is used in other countries. Right, right. Um and yeah, so so yeah. different different cultures, countries around the world, the deaf community in each of those areas basically comes up with their own set of sign language. Mm-hmm. Are there any that you're aware of that are like particularly unique or different? Well, I will say, um, and uh, the opposite of that <laughs> <laughs> is that French sign language and American sign language are very similar mm. because apparently there's a lot of um, influence from certain French folks who came here to sort of help codify American sign language mm. and help start deaf schools here in the United States. So that's an interesting fact. Oh, Gallaudet. Gallaudet. And yep. th- is that a French word? I feel like that's because that's a school. It well, seems like it would be a French word, but I don't know. It's named after a guy. Okay. Named, his last name was Galliadet. And of course, my deaf history is kind of dead at the moment. But okay. um, dead wood, dead weight, deadened. Um, but uh, yes, I think he was French, Galliadet, Thomas Galliadet. Or maybe well, he was buddies with a French guy. Maybe. We'll put some information in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. That would be a good idea. And I should know this. Um, it's been a long time. It has. And then the... So, but, okay. So, here's kind of a cool thing. Be- even though the languages are different, there's enough sameness and and also, like, things that can be very... Um, iconic in its expression. So like something that looks like what it is would be iconic. So Mm. a sign that's like, you know, rain falling or Mm -hmm. something like that or a table or, you know, eating food or drinking something. Those are visual things. Deaf people who travel to different countries often can connect and communicate with other deaf folks who sign much more easily than someone like you or I talking to hearing people because our language are so much more vastly different and so deaf people can like sort of go in and out of other cultures easier than we can and i and i had a friend who was is deaf she went to russia on like a study abroad program and so there was like a group of american students and they would go look at these lectures and the lectures were presented in Russian sign language with an American sign language interpreter and then probably like a hearing interpreter speaking in English and speaking in Russian. So there was all this interpretation going on. Wait, was she part of a group that was all deaf? Yes. Okay. So and then maybe they were hearing people there too. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure, but she was with this deaf group. So she started out the like month 
watching the American Sign Language interpreter who was going from Russian Sign Language to American Sign Language. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of her time there, she didn't even look at the American Sign Language interpreter. She watched the Russian interpreter or the Russian presenter in Mm. Russian Sign Language because it was, she got it. Yeah. She knew enough. But based on sort of the context and what she had picked up. and Yeah, probably a lot of it is already similar. And then, yeah, if she's yeah. picking up things too. That yeah. is amazing. And it makes total sense. But it's amazing that you could be deaf in one country and go to another country and still be able, be able to communicate with their deaf community better than somebody who is hearing. You know, if right. I'm go, I, I go to another country, I'm going to have a hard time speaking unless I practice right. ahead of time. Right. I would have no way of doing it. Yeah. Lucky for us, we're English and a lot of people speak and, English. Oh my gosh, we are spoiled. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, I guess we, we could talk about ASL specifically, but I think it's similar for, for all the other uh, sign languages around the world. But just a little, can you say a little bit about how it's different than our sort of grammatical order of words oh. and things? Yes, and I think that a lot of this is because it is based on French, Mm. (laughs) or there is influence from French. Okay. But um, when we speak, um, you might say something like, let's go to the store. We might say that in... Uh, in spoken English, but in sign language, we I might sign the word order might look more like store, pointing to the store, let's us go. So the verb is then at the end of the sentence mm-hmm. as opposed to um, the what is that the the subject? Yeah, the subject the, object. I always make. Yeah, I think the object is the store. Right, so right, right. Being at the end, so there's the the structure is different, the syntax is different, grammar is different. Um, and and I think that people, um, I, I don't know, I don't have a specific example, but I feel like there's something about, um, you know, people who are hearing, they, they just don't understand that it's a different, it's, it's not like a one-to-one translation exactly. Right. There's, it's, it's just different. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so you're, you're, I mean, American Sign Language is a constant, there's a concept that gets communicated, just mm-hmm. like there's a concept in English that gets communicated. Um, so, yes, so they don't like lay on top of one another in a beautiful, like, same word to word. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But- you're, you're not signing every single word in order. You're, you're signing the, the, the meaning. It's more the about meaning. the meaning than the actual phraseology or whatever right the phraseology would be completely different although the flavor when i'm interpreting i try to take the flavor of the person who's speaking and bring that across Mm. and same true for someone who's signing how do i bring the flavor or the affect or the like feeling Mm -hmm. state into what gets spoken into because there's a lot of facial stuff too right and a lot of the grammar is on the face and that's been really sucky with covid to have masks covering so much of that facial grammar yeah, because it it's not just the eyes; it's the mouth too. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get across so much emotion right. or whatever, whatever meaning just meaning. In, in the face. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Um, there was some, oh, um, I, I've thought about this in terms of this this podcast. Um, how, like I said, that it's it's an audio medium, so this is not exactly something that for people who are deaf can enjoy exactly. So I started to um, auto create transcriptions for the episodes wow they it it will do a good job i haven't really looked at any of them i just Mm -hmm. did the auto auto transition auto transcription part um so eventually i or somebody will have to actually go through them and fix them all so they're proper but i do have plans to have text versions of this up at some point somewhere don't know when or where but um that that I was sort of inspired by you and I talking about this word in this episode specifically mm. weeks ago or months ago or whenever that was like, hey, people, people can't people who can't hear can't hear this. So how right. might they enjoy it? They probably won't enjoy it. I don't think anybody. <laughs> well, maybe but, they just read the dictionary or they can just read the dictionary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the other thing I think about I have been thinking about this more recently is things like movies. Uh-huh. I have heard that a lot of deaf people don't particularly like movies. Yeah. And it makes total sense on multiple levels. First of all, 
the music is so important mm. to get the emotion across. You can change the music for a certain scene and it's going to be completely different. So the music is super important to show the emotion of a scene. And if you can't hear that in and of itself, you don't, you can see what's going on, but yeah. you don't really know like what it's supposed to be. The feeling right? or... Yeah. I feel like they've gotten really good with the um, captioning yes. to describe things. But sometimes I wonder like, does that description mean anything to a deaf person? Like, what does that mean? Right. When you say tinkling piano music or whatever. Right. If you don't have the basis for what that sounds like, then how the fuck are you supposed to know what, that's right. a, what that means? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes it will say like, anxious sounding footsteps or you know <laughs> yeah, with a yeah, feeling yeah. attached to the description which i think is really helpful right i'm sure it's better than it used to be yeah. but i have a feeling that if you were to talk to a deaf person there's they'd be like it's it's better but it's still yeah. it's still you're still not because there's not signing in the movie yeah it's and not equivalent no so i i totally appreciate the fact that they don't they don't feel the same way about movies like you and I do. Right. But um, a movie that's got a lot of action and that's like really yes. physical and like you know big stuff Mar the Marvel movies or something. Like right. That. Something that's much more visually interesting. Mm -hmm. And you know look you look at silent movies. That's yeah. it's all silent. Yeah. You know there's music but it's a lot of the same music often. Right. Right. Um, and then sometimes there's the text on screen. I mean those are perfect. For, for for somebody who's deaf, not that those movies are perfect necessarily in general, but... <laughs> they're any good. But there were a lot of deaf um, silent movie stars, actually. Really? And so they kind of fell out of popularity when because, sound came. yeah, they couldn't really get a job. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just so interesting when you really yeah. think about it. And I, I can't not mention um, a couple of movies, recent movies, The, the Sound of Metal, yeah. Do you you did see that one, great right? Great movie. Yeah, yeah. That was that was I thought really really great for for the hearing community to see. Yeah. Um what it's like to go through that. It right, and it's sad because you're watching someone who could hear lose their hearing. It's heartbreaking mm -hmm. and what he goes through. But then he connects to this community of people who are completely um content in their deafness right and really that's right. just been a part of who they are and their identity yeah. and actually one of the the guy who won the academy award i, mm -hmm. I don't know him but i know his family yeah. his sister they're all codas they all have parents who are deaf and his sister is an interpreter i worked with many times that was so cool to see him up yeah. there winning yeah and speaking of coda that's the other movie that i wanted to mention quickly is yes the, was it just last year i think i think coda so. child of deaf adults yep uh, and that, if you guys haven't seen that, that is a fantastic movie, and it's it's got this such a such a good blend of serious and silly and real and like laugh out loud funny. And the scene, there's maybe at least one scene where they're they're in the, I think they're watching her perform uh -huh. actually, and they because they don't hear anything, they don't get at first what's going on until they see the faces of the other people in the audience. Right. The parents are just completely yeah. sort of in their own reality as they watch their child sing because they just, it means nothing to them in right. a way. They can't hear yeah. it. They don't know how good she is. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's also a, a really uh, 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 analogy of, of why the people in deaf community don't particularly care for movies or TV shows as much as we do mm -hmm. because they just you I, they just presented that I think in right. a really good way. Yeah, although you know I definitely know deaf people who love movies, and sure. I had a friend who we used to watch movies all the time. She was deaf, and this was before really captioning was so um, common. I mean, now you really can't find anything that isn't yeah accessible. Yeah, but at the time we would just watch um, foreign movies together. Oh yeah, and so that was really fun. But I remember once we were watching a movie together, and it was there was a scene. Where you, am I allowed to say inappropriate things? Like adult sure. things? Okay. Yes. There was like, uh, people were having sex and you couldn't, you didn't know that if you didn't hear it. And it was like a whole plot point because someone was finding out that their lover was having an affair or something like that. Okay. So it was like. But it was just in the sound. It was just in sound. And it wasn't, so there weren't captions with descriptions. It was just <laughs> the words that were subtitles. And so there was this like moment where I had to 
go, oh my gosh, I have information that she doesn't have. And I had to like explain (laughs) what I was hearing. And, you know, and that happened probably a lot that I didn't occur to sure. me to, to share do you remember you know? what movie that was i really don't i oh, wish so i did i wish i, I would did. really love to know what the captions are like for that now if they've changed yeah. them at all yeah or if it's just subtitles with the like translation yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i don't know yeah research so interesting you have good questions spencer excellent questions well this is a topic that i feel like i actually know a bit about because of you cool. having done this for all these years and I took a sign language in class in high school as well when I was a senior. And, you know, and by that point, you had already, I think, been working as an interpreter. Mm. And um, so I was just learning from you. And I think it's a fantastic uh, language for people to learn, at the very least, the alphabet. Yeah. Because you can, I I remember um, uh, Rachel and Lou talking to each other many 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 feet across in a very crowded area but they were still able to communicate Uh, to each other because they knew some sign language that's cool um and so i i just think it's a really great thing to learn um and i just love seeing that it's you know from the accessibility like the ada and Mm -hmm. and things like it's just it's becoming a bigger deal so um yeah and and I, i at the very least i know enough that people don't know enough and so I knew yeah. that we need we need to talk about it. Right on. There's always more to say too. So yeah, yeah. For... Obviously, you are awesome. You are awesome too. And um, uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. We're gonna end the episode. Scree. That's perfect. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to my sister Jessica for being a part of this episode. Um, and uh, many episodes in the future, I'm sure. All right. We'll, we'll do We've something. Got lots of words in there. We got lots of words, <laughs> many pages. Uh, I'm here for it. This has been Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.